Hallelujah. Yes, you are. We thank you, Jesus, because you are good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says that sometimes God will rescue us from trouble. Yes. And then there are other times that he'll be with us in the trouble. Yes. So we thank God that we're covered on both ends. That even if we have been touched by trouble, he's yet with us. And we're so grateful, God. We thank you, Jesus, for being faithful. Thank you for holding true to your word. Thank you for being God, even in the dark places. In the name of Jesus. Bless your name. Hallelujah.
do me a favor before we before we go any further because before we go any further family it's time now for us to enjoy and receive one of the greatest blessings that God has given unto us and that is the blessing of Holy Communion the Bible says it in the book of Acts in Acts chapter number 20 the Bible says that the people of God in the first church they gathered every Sunday on the first day of every week and the Bible says that they gathered to break bread when they said they gathered to break bread they were not saying that they came together just to fellowship around fried chicken and collard greens or anything of that nature but when the Bible said that they gathered together to break bread the breaking of bread is the Holy Communion. I believe it was the beginning of 2018 when the Lord told us to begin to share in Holy Communion every Sunday, every time we gather as a family, we would share in Holy Communion. And it has been literally amazing. We've seen miracle after miracle. We've seen cancer healed. We've seen lupus healed. We've seen Crohn's disease healed. As a matter of fact, just on yesterday, just on yesterday, one of our family members who was dealing with stage four cancer, last time they checked, the cancer had gone down. The, the tumor, rather, was, was at um, six, milli, six millimeters. That's it, six millimeters. He went on yesterday. He continues to take Holy Communion, anointing himself with oil. Went on yesterday to the doctor, came back. That tumor that was six millimeters large has now dissolved into 0.8 milliliters. Come on, y'all. It's almost too small for them to find. Come on, give God the glory. Hallelujah. Come on, expose the bread. Expose the bread. Expose the bread. Come on, wherever you, whatever you have, as it crackers, if it's bread, whatever it is you have, whatever it is you're using right there, lift it up, lift it up high. Hallelujah. The word of God says that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples, and he said to them, take, eat, go ahead and eat it. He said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. Expose the wine if you would. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on, lift it high. Lift it high. The Bible says after supper, in a like manner, he took the cup and gave thanks. And he told his disciples, drink ye all of it. Go ahead and drink it, family. He says, this cup is the blood of the new covenant. The blood that is shed for many for the remission of sins. He says, do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of the bread, he says, and as often as you drink of the wine, you do show forth the Lord's death until he returns. In other words, family, this is what we just did. Because we ate the bread, because we drank the wine, 
we have now put into effect by official proclamation all of the benefits of Jesus's death on our behalf. In other words, as we commune with the Lord, now all of the benefits of the death of Jesus, they avail for each and every one of us. Oh, that's something to give him praise for right there. That's something to clap your hands. That's something to celebrate. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and glory to his name. Our God has never lost a battle. Come on, say that one more time, y'all. Savior Jesus Christ he rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey that had never been written before and as he came into the city individuals began to lay out palms on the street and they began to shout out shouts of Hosanna Hosanna unto the highest they celebrated Jesus and rightfully so but then a week later one week later, those same individuals that celebrated him were hollering, crucify him, crucify him. That's why in this season, family, we embrace when individuals are loving on us. But then at the same time, we don't get besides ourselves because we understand that some will love you today and shout crucify you tomorrow but aren't you glad that is not the way our savior jesus deals with us go ahead and give him praise again it is such a blessing and i welcome you today to our virtual platform the beacon light baptist church of homer the virtual experience yes it's a little different but i believe that everything the devil means for evil god has a way of working it out for our good who would have thought that each and every one of you would have been gathering as a family to celebrate and to bless God right there in your homes so we thank God for this opportunity and we make the best of that which has been presented unto us listen I want to get right into the Word of God on today I certainly want to thank God because God has given unto us such a tremendous such a great team of leaders who help us and who has come together so that we can present this virtual platform, this virtual worship experience in a way that blesses the people, that glorifies God, and that goes forward with the excellence, of course, that our God 
represents. So, of course, we thank God for all of our leaders. We bless God for all of the family of life. My God, I did not realize how much I miss you guys. It was just this past Wednesday. We were on a, um, we were on a conference call. And when all of our leaders begin to chime into that call, tears begin to well up in my eyes because I had not heard some of those voices since we've been on this lockdown. But it is such a tremendous blessing. I love you guys. I miss you guys. And I cannot wait until we come together once again to worship and to celebrate in the house of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right where you are in your living room. Why don't you go ahead, clap your hands, bless God for Jesus he is our Lord and Savior. First John chapter number five. First John chapter number five. And I'll read verses four and five. But I also want to read today, I also like to read Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse number 14. As a matter of fact, let, let's read that first. Let's read Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse 14. Let, let, listen listen to, to what the Word of God says. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture, one that I've been hearing quoted quite a bit even during this time that we've been dealing with COVID-19, this coronavirus. I, I've heard this Scripture over and over and over, and I believe the Spirit of God would have us to look at that on today. Second Chronicles chapter number four, chapter number seven, rather, in verse number 14, it simply says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Did, 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 you, did you guys see that? He says again, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I, I, I almost entitled this a call to pray. Uh, that, that's, that's, what, that's what I wanted to uh, call this, a, a call to pray. But then the Spirit of God led me somewhere else. He led me to 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. So, so let's, let's see what that says. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, beginning at verse number 4, the Bible says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Now, 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 now read that carefully because he says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. And then he describes what that victory is. He says, our faith. He did not say that our faith is the victory that will overcome the world. But he says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? 
Again, I wanted to, I wanted to deal with this, and I wanted to call this uh, a call to pray. But, but after meditating and after the Spirit of God dealing with me, I decided to tag this teaching today, The Victory That Overcomes. The Victory That Overcomes. Now, family, we, we, we're in the midst right now of a very strange and a very unusual season. And the fact of the matter is, is that in the midst of all that, that we're confronted with, it's extremely refreshing to know that, that through the finished works of Jesus, we literally as believers have been provided with a victory that overcomes the world. And the Bible says that this victory that overcomes the world and whatever it is that is in the world, including COVID-19, the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Now, I know that whenever you begin to talk about faith, uh, individuals at times will shut you down because oftentimes we believe that we know everything that, that we need to know concerning faith. But understand that when we speak of faith, we're not talking about us as believers trying to believe God to give us something that we don't possess. Because if we're trying to believe God to, to get something that we don't possess, the truth of the matter is, that's really not Bible faith. See, because when you understand Bible faith, faith is not believing God to get what we don't possess, but faith is us believing that we've already received everything that God has already provided us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, now that's real faith. See, see, real faith is believing that I already have received what God has provided me through Jesus' sacrifice, through Jesus' finished work. In other words, real faith is, is the ability to take God at his word regardless of the evidence that's been presented by my senses. That that's real faith. Real faith says that I, if God says I am healed, regardless of what my senses say, I choose to stand on God's word. See, see, see faith, it, it, it's the ability to take him at his word, regardless of the evidence that, that's presented by my, by my senses. See, see, the truth of the matter is, and this is where we need to be, family, if God says we have it, even though we cannot detect it with our natural senses, we must learn to take him at his word. That is real faith. That is Bible faith. That's the kind of faith that gets God's attention. See, see, hear me today, hear me today, because when you think about it, Hebrews 11 and 1, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It, it is the evidence of things not seen. In, in, in other words, we have to understand that, that there is a job for my senses, but then there is a job for my faith. My, my senses, they serve as evidence to the reality of the natural world. The reason I know that the natural world exists is because I have these senses. I can smell, I can touch, I can hear. But my faith is evidence to the reality of the spirit world. 
See, my, 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 my senses, my senses, it keeps me in touch with the natural world. But, but, but my faith, my faith serves as evidence to the reality of the spirit world. This, this realm that, that, that exists that, that we cannot see. Y'all remember I told it, I, I mentioned this last week, that if in fact we're going to see God move in our lives in a, in a, in a very supernatural way, we must acknowledge and we must embrace the reality of both the natural realm as well as the physical, uh, uh, the, the spiritual realm. In other words, there is a natural realm. There is a physical realm that we can touch, that we can smell, that we can see. But we must also understand that there is a spiritual realm that is invisible. But everything in the natural realm, it comes and it originates in the spirit realm. Because God, who is a spirit, he stepped out on nothing and everything that we can see he spoke it into existence. So understand that my faith, it, it, it ultimately serves as evidence to the reality of the spirit world. Now, now, now last week, last week we, we, we began talking about and, and looking at the temple of Solomon. We looked at it and we began studying these three chambers that are ultimately connected to the temple. We found out in studying these three chambers, it ultimately revealed to us this rhythm of rest that we as believers can flow in that ultimately allows us to do less but see more happening within our lives. Y'all remember it was, it was three chambers, one on each level. Level one represented the obedience of Jesus Christ. And we discovered that when you're operating in the rhythm of rest, our foundation has to be the obedience of Jesus Christ. But then level two, we saw that was the sleeping chambers of the priests. And what we discovered is that the sleeping chambers of the priests, it represented our high place of rest. In other words, family, as we begin to build our foundation on the obedience of Jesus Christ, it then allows us to move to that next level, that level where we as believers are operating in rest. Now, y'all know when we say rest, we're not talking about just sitting around doing nothing. But that is our position, our place in God, where we as believers put our trust and our confidence in the finished work of Jesus, void of worry, void of stress, and void of fear. When your foundation is the obedience of Jesus, when you build on his obedience and not your own personal obedience, and it allows you to move to that level of rest. But then you remember the third chamber. The third chamber is the chamber where all of the gold was kept. It's the chamber where all of the treasures were kept. And when you begin to abide in a place of rest, it ultimately allows you to move to that next level. That third chamber, it represents the glory and the blessings of God. So we discovered we discovered that, that, that in this rhythm of rest, we, we, we use Jesus as our foundation. In this rhythm of rest, we, we, we move from being founded upon Jesus, and then we move to a place of rest. And once we get into that place of rest, that's where the blessings of God can overtake our lives. So, so, so hear me today. Hear me today because, because God 
has positioned each of us in a place where the blessings of God can flow freely into each and every one of our lives. Now, now, now understand, understand, even as we studied last week, we, we found out, we found out that in the book of Deuteronomy, that there, there, there are some things that, 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 that God taught us as it related to studying the old covenant. He, 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 he taught us that if, in fact, we're going to rightly divide the word of God, we, we must look at old covenant passages, but we must do it with the new covenant revelation. Y'all remember we looked at Deuteronomy chapter number 28 last week, verses 1 and 2. The, the, the Bible says in, in, in Deuteronomy 28, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you this day that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you now we discovered that when you read this with the new covenant revelation we discovered that Jesus through his obedience he literally removed the if clause he removed the if clause that qualifies us to now be in this position of rest where the abundance of his blessings can flow into our lives but even as I was studying this week as I was meditating on 2nd Chronicles 7 and 14 I, I, I discovered that that the same principle applies when reading this passage when when you when you read this passage and when you you look at this old testament passage through a new covenant lens it will allow you to see how jesus removes the if clause let's look at it again second chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 the bible says if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. And I, God says, will heal their land. Now, 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 now understand that that is an old covenant. That is an Old Testament scripture. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's one of those scriptures that, that is found even right there in the building of Solomon's temple. It, 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 it's a scripture that was quoted once the temple was completed, and they were now in a place of dedicating the temple. And God began to lay out some rules and regulations for them, because when you are under the old covenant, you are under laws, you are under rules and regulations. And God began to say that when you begin to Walk in your own ways. When you begin to disregard me, there are certain things that I will do to you, certain things that I will allow to happen with you, old covenant. And then he says, but if my people who are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray, if they would seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says under the old covenant that I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and then I will heal their land. But understand that we as a people, we are under the new covenant. We, we, we 
are, we are not people who are under the old covenant, the old covenant of law. We are people who are under the new covenant of grace right there sitting in your living room. I need all of you looking at your device. Just say this one word with me. Just say the word grace. That's what we're under. We are under the new covenant of grace. And when you begin to look at this passage of scripture with new covenant revelation, this is how it would sound. Since my people who are called by my name have humbled themselves and prayed, they have sought my face and turned from their wicked ways. Now I hear them from heaven. I have forgiven their sins and I have healed their land. Oh, y'all stay with me. Stay with me because, 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 because when you look at this, hallelujah, this particular passage is not telling us so much what we need to do in order for the healing of the land to take place. This particular passage in the new covenant revelation, it is actually revealing to us what God has already done for the healing to be manifested in our midst on a consistent basis. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Come on, let's look at it. Let's dissect this. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter number 7, if my people, well, I have a question for you. Who are, who are God's people? Who, who is he referring to here? He says, if my people who are called by my name. Well, we understand that when he wrote this in the Old Covenant, my people referred to the Israelites. It, it referred to the, to the Jews. It, it, it referred to those that were under the law. But understand that under the New Covenant, my people does not refer to the Israelites, but under the New Covenant, my people refer to those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Oh, yeah, I, I, no, 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 no. That's not my interpretation. That's the Bible's interpretation. Look at Hebrews chapter number 8 and, and look at verse number 10. The word of God says in Hebrews 8 and 10, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, here it is, and they shall be my people. Now, 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 notice this. God says under the new covenant, he says, he says, I am their God, talking about those who have accepted Jesus as their Savior, and, and they are my people. Oh, don't sleep that. Because when God says he is your God, what he is saying is he is your miracle working God. He is saying that whatever miracle you need, because he is your God, he has you covered. Hallelujah. But not only that, not only that, he says that he is our God and we are his people. Now, now under the new covenant, under the new covenant, the people of God are those of us who accept Jesus as our Savior. And, and, and understand why that's significant. That's significant because under this new covenant, the first clause of 1 Chronicles 7 and 14, it was already accomplished when you embraced Jesus as your Savior. See, see, see if, if, if you read this 
and, and you read it with an Old Testament mentality, you'll think God is saying to you as a believer that 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 you need to humble yourself. You you need to you need to pray. You you need to you need to seek God's face and turn from your wicked ways. But when you understand the uh, the new covenant, when you understand the relationship that we have with Jesus, everything in that first clause, it was already done the moment we accepted Jesus as our Savior. I, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. He says, if my people would humble themselves. Well, understand what the Bible says. The Bible says that God gives grace to the humble. And the Bible also says that we were saved by grace. So if God gives grace only to the humble and we have been saved by grace, that would suggest to us that in order for us to experience saving grace, we had to humble ourselves. So, so, so the fact of the matter is, if you are a believer, you've already humbled yourself. But, but no, 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 I, 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 I'm not going to stop there because not only have you already humbled yourself, but think about it. When you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that was praying. Not only did you humble yourself, in, 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 in accepting Jesus and, 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 and even, and even identifying the fact that you needed a savior. When, when you can look at yourself and say, my life is not going anywhere. I need to connect with Jesus as my savior. That's humbling yourself. And the moment you call out to him, the moment you, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, that's praying. But then when you put the fact that, that you humbled yourself to even acknowledge your need for a Savior and you called out for, to him, you spoke in your mouth that he is Lord, guess what? You were seeking his face. And when you accepted him as Savior, hallelujah, the moment you turned to Jesus, you literally turned from your wicked ways. You can't turn to Jesus and turn to wickedness at the same time. What's the point, Bishop? The point is this. As believers, we have already humbled ourselves. Humility was demonstrated when we acknowledged the need for a Savior. When we confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that was prayer. When, when we put those actions together, humbling ourselves and praying, that's seeking his face. And when we turn to Jesus, we turn from our wicked ways. And as a consequence to that, God already hears us from heaven. God has already forgiven our sins. And if he's already heard us from heaven, if he's already forgiven our sins, guess what, y'all? The land is already healed. I wish I had some faith people listening to me. The land is already healed. See, you got to understand that the healing of the land, it speaks to both the land itself and it speaks to the people of the land. And the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are already healed. Go ahead and give him praise right where you are seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, 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 understand, family. See, if, 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 if we are not, if we're not extremely careful to rightly divide God's word, the enemy will continue to have us focus on doing what has already been done in an effort to attempt to get what we already have. 
Did, did y'all catch that? See, see, if you don't, if you don't rightly divide this word, you'll be trying to do stuff. That is already done. You trying to do stuff to become righteous. You trying to pray more to be righteous. You you trying to give more to be righteous. You 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 trying to be nicer so that you can be righteous. When the truth of the matter is, you are already the righteousness of God when you accepted Christ Jesus. But if you don't understand the Word of God, you'll find yourself continuing to try to do things that's already been done. In order to get stuff that you really already have. Listen to me. Call me crazy. Say what you want. But I believe the word of God. I see the virus that is out here. But I believe the word of God. The same God that hears our prayers. The same God that has already forgiven our sins. I declare that he has already healed the land. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But here's, here's the challenge, y'all. Here's the challenge. See, see, the challenge is not on the world. The challenge is on us, the church. See, this is not the season for the church to be acting like the world. What do you mean? Praying prayers of desperation. This is, this is not the time for the church to get desperate. This is not the time for the church to be looking like, like, like we don't know what to do. That devil is a lie. This thing may have caught the world by surprise, but this did not catch our God by surprise. So this is not the season, y'all. This is not the time for us to be acting like the world, operating in fear, praying prayers uh, uh, of desperation, like, 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 like we got to beg God to do something for us. God, 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 please help us. Come on, God, 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 please, please, God, God, do something about this corona. God, 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 please protect us. We, we asking God to do this stuff as if God hasn't already done it. Guess what, baby? God's already helping us. God has already given us some answers. God is already protecting us. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. See, in this season, in this season, we should not be praying prayers of desperation. But hear me today. This is a time for the real church to pray in faith. This is a time for us to pray in faith using our God-ordained authority and calling forth in this earth realm that which God has already accomplished in the spirit. That, that's what we ought to be doing. I'm talking about the church right now. I'm talking about those of us who are born again believers. We ought to be calling for it. We know that God has already healed the land. What would happen if the believers would all begin to decree and declare that the land is healed by the blood of Jesus? I know what I see, but I'm not going by what I see. I'm going by what Jesus has said. Hallelujah. Man, man, think about it. Think about it. The world is consistent 
And the world is persistent in, in declaring that this thing is going to get worse before it gets better. I believe that if we were as consistent and we were as persistent in declaring that the land is already healed, we will see a supernatural move of our God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Think about it for a minute. Look, 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 look at Exodus 14. Hallelujah. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think I was going to work this hard this morning. Not, not on Palm Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thought I'd be able to come and, and just share a little something with us and, and go on about my business. But the fact of the matter is we're in a season right now, church, when the church got to stand up and be the church. The church got to stand up and be who God has called us to be. Let's call some things out of the spirit realm that God has already completed and begin to decree it and to declare it in this earth realm. Are y'all hearing me today? See, see, look at what the Bible says. Look at Exodus 14. Look at Exodus 14. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Look, look at Exodus 14 in verse number 13. Hallelujah. We, 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 you, when you listen to the church pray, and you listen to unbelievers pray, you can't hardly tell the difference. The unbelievers crying out in desperation, and the people of God crying out in desperation. When the fact of the matter is, we need to understand that because we are his people who are called by his name, we humbled ourselves and we prayed. We sought God's face. We sought Jesus' face. And we turned from our wicked ways when we turned to Jesus. And because of that, God hears us whenever we pray. I wish y'all would get this today. Every time a believer prays, God hears us. But not only does he hear us, he has already forgiven us. Stop trying to get God to forgive you for stuff he's already forgiven you for. And since he hears, since he's forgiven, he has already healed the land. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And what we need now is we need some believers who are bold enough to look coronavirus in the face. Who is bold enough to look COVID-19 in the face and to declare that on the basis of the finished work of Jesus and by the grace of my God alone, I pronounce this land healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Will the real church please stand up? Are y'all hearing me today? Look, look at this, y'all. Look, look at Exodus 14. I'm going to give you this and I'm going to get out the way. Look, look, at verse, look at verse 13. But the truth of the matter is you ain't got nowhere to go. Hallelujah. They just, they just, they just put it out this week that, 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 that we'll be here uh, at, at least until the end of April. So sit down and relax yourself and let's study the word together. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says. Look, look at Exodus 14. Hallelujah. See, the devil don't want you to get this kind of stuff. See, the devil wants you begging. The devil wants you operating like you don't have no authority. Hallelujah. We are the people of God. We are the authorized users of the name of Jesus Christ. And somewhere I read, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. COVID-19, that sounds like a name to me. And you got to bow. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's look at Exodus 14, y'all. In verse 13, the Bible says, and Moses said to the people, hallelujah, do not be afraid. I believe that's a word not just for the people of that day. That's a word for us right now. For every born-again believer, for every blood-washed Christian, the word of the Lord to you today is do not be afraid. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today. Wait a minute. Go back to that. For that COVID-19 virus whom you see today, the Bible says, God says, you shall see again no more forever. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Look at that next verse. He says, the Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. See, 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 understand something, y'all. Understand something. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that the Lord will provide for you today. He says, for the, he said, for, for the Egyptians, for this enemy that you're dealing with today, you ain't going to see him no more. He says, he says, now, 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 you just hold your peace and, and watch me go to work. See, understand something about God. Understand that when we stand still, when we hold on to a position of rest, while we rest, we get to hold our peace as God provides victory the way nobody else can provide victory. See, the doctors might be able to heal the virus, but God will make it disappear and never come back again. Oh, I wish I had some real believers listening to me today. See, see, hear me today. Hear me today. Our job is to rest and hold our peace. He says in verse 15, he says, why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel, go forward. But you, Moses, lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground. Through the midst of the sea. But, but notice in verse 15, I believe this is what God is saying to us. He says, why do you cry to me? In other words, he's saying, why are you crying out to me in desperation? He says, lift up your rod. Come on, y'all. L- li- lift up your rod. What, what, what is he saying to Moses? Lift up your rod. Well, understand something. The first time we see the rod in the Bible, we see it in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 2, when Moses is instructed by God to use his rod to confirm that he has the authority to speak to Pharaoh. So God says, why are you crying to me in desperation? Lift up your rod. In other words, he's saying to Moses, use your God-ordained authority. Hallelujah. And I hear the Lord saying that to the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ right now today. Why are y'all crying to me in desperation? Use your God-ordained authority. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. See, see, understand. God says, don't cry to me in desperation. He says, lift up your rod. Use your God 
ordained authority. He says, use it even if what you desire requires supernatural intervention, like part in the Red Sea. He says, because if you use your God-ordained authority, I'll produce the supernatural blessing that you need. Hallelujah. Oh, man. I, 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 didn't, I didn't intend to, to preach this. I wanted to teach this today. But I hear the Lord saying to us that the land right now is in need of a supernatural move of God. And, 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 and God says to the church, says to each and every one of us, he says, why are you crying to me in desperation? He says, use the authority that I have given you. He says, you use that authority even if what you desire requires supernatural intervention. And when you use your God-ordained authority, hear me today, God says, I will supernaturally cause whatever that needs to happen to happen, even if I have to part a Red Sea in order to get it done. Are y'all hearing me today? Listen, I, I, I'm just about done. I'm just about done. But look over in Exodus, Numbers rather, chapter 20. Because, again, the people of God are in a position where they're in need of supernatural provision. And, 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 and I want you to see, y'all, how God instructs them. Because I believe right now, God, God is instructing us in the same way. I, I believe that God has given unto us, the, we, are the, we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Salt preserves. Hallelujah. But that which is needed to bring about healing to this land, hallelujah, we possess it in Jesus Christ. I, I know, I know, I know. This might be a little too much for you, but I'm, I'm talking to real believers. I'm talking about, I'm talking to some people who, who, who are willing now over the next seven days to, 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 to get into, get into some, some real spiritual warfare with me. Hallelujah. God says, I know there's a supernatural move that's, that's needed, but he says, you got to understand I'm a supernatural God. He says, all I need, I don't need you to make it happen. I need you to use the authority that I have given you. And when you use your authority, you release me. Hallelujah. You release me to do what only I can do. Are y'all hearing me today? It, it, it happened over in Numbers 20. And, and, and when, when, when the people of God were in a position where they didn't, hallelujah, they didn't have any water. And the Bible says in that 7th verse of that 20th chapter that the Lord spoke to Moses and said to Moses, Take your rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together and speak to the rock before their eyes. And when you speak to the rock, the rock will yield its water. And thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock. Now, now, now hear me today, y'all. That, 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 that to get water out of a rock, that, that requires a supernatural move of God.
God. But, but God says, if you want water to come out of that rock, he says, get your rod. That's what he says. So you got to understand something about that rod. That rod is actually a picture of Jesus being resurrected from the dead. How can you say that, Bishop? Well, think about it for a minute. The rod he's referring to here is Aaron's rod. It is the rod that bloomed, budded, and blossomed. I, I, I said to you that the rod is actually a picture of Jesus being resurrected from the dead. How can you say so? Well, think about it. A rod comes from a branch that is cut from a tree. And when that branch is cut from the tree, that branch now is dead. But, but, but the Bible says that this particular rod, they laid it before God with 11 other rods. And, and this particular rod, though it was dead, the Bible says it blooded, it budded, it blossomed, and it grew fruit, it grew almonds. And that is a picture of life coming from death, Jesus Christ. But we also said that the rod represents authority. So when God says to get your rod and then speak to the rock, what God is saying is that I have given unto you supernatural authority. He says when you use your rod, when you use your God-ordained authority, I'm going to do something on your behalf. In other words, God is saying to us as a church, why cry to me in desperation? Use your God-ordained authority. <sighs> even if what you desire, even if what you need, hallelujah, if, if it requires a supernatural move, use your God-ordained authority. And God says, I will make it happen. Listen to me, family. What we ought to be saying and speaking out of our mouth with the authority given unto us, we ought to be looking at this COVID-19, this coronavirus, and our declaration ought to be on the basis of Jesus' finished work and by his grace alone, I pronounce this land healed of COVID-19 and I call all of its unintended negative consequences, I call them reversed in the name of Jesus. I was, I was studying, meditating, spending time with God and, and this fell in my spirit. The Lord said, son, this season is prophetic. He says, you stand boldly and tell my people that this curse is reversed. Huh, listen to me, listen to me, listen to how I said that. I did not say that the curse will be reversed. I said, this day, in the name of Jesus, the curse is reversed. Now, this is what I need you to do. I need all of the born-again believers 
who understand that they operate with God-ordained authority. Over the next seven days, as the Spirit of God would lead you, I need you to open up your mouth and just declare, the curse is reversed. The curse is reversed. The curse is reversed. This curse of COVID-19 is reversed. And the Bible says, we will have what soever we say. Go ahead and give him praise right where you are. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. You're sitting there today. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. What must I do to be saved? Just believe. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. See, the fact that you know you need him, that's humility. And now, when you open your mouth and confess him as Lord, now you're praying. But you're being humble and you're praying, so you're actually seeking his face. And as you accept him as your savior, you just turn to Jesus and you just turn from your wicked ways. And guess what? As a consequence of that, God always hears your prayers. God has forgiven all of your sins. And God declares that this land is healed. If that's you, if you're accepting him today, why don't you just, why don't you reach out to us? Let us know who you are. We want to pray with you. We want to reach out to you. We want to embrace you and, and help you as you walk this walk, as you develop this relationship with our Savior Jesus. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you so very, very much for joining in with us, for worshiping with us on this Palm Sunday morning. And I believe that the rest of this day, the rest of this week is going to be ultimately amazing as you continue to lift up the name of our Savior Jesus. Listen, all of you today, family members, I want to encourage you to sow into the kingdom of God. Sow into the kingdom of God. All of the information is there for you. Uh, cash app, dollar sign, BL uh, Homa, BL Homa. Then, of course, uh, you can text to give. All of that information is there. You can mail it in, 4325 West Park. Whatever you need to do, you take care of that. And in the interim, all week long, the curse is reversed. Our declaration is, on the basis of Jesus' finished work and by his grace alone, we pronounce this land. Yeah, we're using our authority. We pronounce this land healed of covid Come on, everybody, right now. I believe God. 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 I